0: Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to a brand new episode of This Week in Marvel, the official Marvel podcast of news, new releases, and Ben
1: Morse choking. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by Ben Morse. You already introduced me. I'm the editor of Marvel.com. I was not choking. I was trying to take a drink of water, and as I was drinking water, uh, intern Ian decided to start doing the countdown to get going. Mm. I thought he would wait for me to swallow first, but then I didn't want to make an audible swallow. Anyways, welcome back, man. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, It's been a long time. Two episodes on my own, or I guess Adrian and Judy were here once, Someone was, or Adrian was here once, I don't know, it's been sure. a long time. something like that. It's been like a that. busy few weeks, guys. We had Comic-Con, we had Guardians, I moved, <laughs> uh, I don't know, I don't yeah. know what's happened anymore. It's still,
0: still good to be here. But I did have this brilliant idea to try oh, yeah, something yeah,
1: yeah. new with the audio. So why we sound different.
0: Yeah, we're going to probably sound different. Uh, ben, you're, yeah, you're going to have to get nice and, and tight on that microphone. Uh, we're going to try some new things, and hopefully it sounds good. So, guys, when you're tweeting at us, let us know how the audio sounds on this episode. Uh, you like it. you want us to go back the old way. I think we're going to hopefully refine it from here, and, and we want to get the sound as best we can.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sound has ever been a concern of the TWIM audience, and we want to make sure you guys are getting the best you can get. Um, so, anyways, we've got a lot to cover today. we got a lot of great comments. we got plenty of news. Ryan can talk about where he's been for the last month and a half
0: i um, went on i was gonna say a sabbatical so but what's the thing where you like go on the journey for your, your vision
1: quest a vision yeah. quest i was on a vision quest like matthew modine 1980s yes look it up look it up yeah ellie sue DeConnick's favorite movie no really Yup. we had a huh. whole conversation at new york comic-con last year about how much she loves vision <laughs> quest um i tweet at her occasionally i'll just hashtag lines from the movie nice um good times yeah but first things first we got comics that came out this week and we're going to talk about them
0: so let's do that let's do uh first up we've got black widow number nine now this is an interesting one because we're going to get to another issue later in the show uh the punisher issue that's out this week they are both uh, they're like flip sides of the same coin in black widow number nine you've got uh widow on a mission and is you know often doing in this book she's getting down and dirty getting into the water and investigating a ship there's no one on the ship what the hell's going on boom crossbones shows up if you've been reading punisher you know crossbones has been getting his his hands dirty fighting the punisher getting beat up by the punisher uh traipsing through the jungle all kinds of stuff uh but we get a lot of great art by phil noto uh fun battle scenes uh and you get to see you know how Black Widow and Punisher's relationship um, stands right now. And then, um, yes, there are big explosions and a big uh, moment at the end for Black Widow and her supporting cast.
1: Deadpool, Dracula's Gauntlet number 5, collecting the Deadpool the Gauntlet Infinite comic that we released earlier this year, written by Jerry Duggan and Brian Posehn, art by Riley Brown with an assist from uh, Carrie Randolph in this issue probably the funniest issue of this book so far to me just over the top crazy I, I i think like jerry and brian must have just like you know run out of food or something and were just starving and hysterical and uh is this the one with, are those the Times square yep. yeah yep, i read good. the i haven't read the the oh. floppy i read the infinites and so what? good yeah shikla and deadpool end up in Times square where they are besieged not just attacked <laughs> besieged by um the the I don't know what you'd call them, like the giant stuffed animals that wander around Times Square. They're terrifying. The horrible yeah. nightmares of the,
0: grossness and please don't give them tips.
1: Yeah, the off brand uh, mascots, but it turns out they're vampires and they just have this hilarious fight with them. Um, it's awesome. The dialogue that Jerry and Brian are reeling off is just fantastic. Uh, Riley is killing it on the layouts. Of course, you know, this is designed to be read digitally, but it still reads well here. And then Deadpool ends up going up against a new. Fearsome Four, consisting of a brood alien, a Frankenstein, a mummy, and a horse creature who has a venom symbiote. But, but <laughs> in a twist, the horse creature venom symbiote is also diabetic, oh
0: and my God. Deadpool
1: is really sympathetic to that and lets him take his insulin shot in the middle of the fight. Just that's just the Deadpool's not all it's bad. Great. So he's not all bad. And Schick was really great in this issue too. I love how she's just completely out of touch with the modern world. Um, <laughs> It just kind of says whatever's on her mind, and really just kind of like moves from one situation to the next. I am, I'm so glad I'm I'm reading this now. Um, I'm gonna go back and read the infinites after I'm done with this one to experience them in their native form.
0: Most excellent. All right, we've got figment number three up now. Uh, this is cool. Jim Zub, the writer, um, you know, he, he develops this this new uh, world called the Audio Archipelago. That's how you say it, right? I think it's Archipelago? Archipelago? Acapulco? Yeah. Lollapalooza? Acapulco? Uh, yeah, he's got the Acapulco, and uh, we've got these new creatures, and sort of you see how they communicate and how um, the, this works in the sound world. And then you get to start finding out about uh, the other places that um, our characters have been transported to the Color Wheel, Math Magic Land, which oh, I yeah. want to go to. I love awesome. math. Yeah, you uh, sure do. I do. Um, the Nightmare Nation. You know, all kinds of crazy places. Uh, Really cool idea of extending the imagination and the way, um, you know, the way the story transpires and how imagination is brought into everything. Super cool. And then, of course, you've got evil killer robots uh, Mm -hmm. on Earth. So uh,
1: everything you could want and more. Iron Fist, The Living Weapon, number five, by Kerry Kyle Andrews. He has now added a middle name, this man, who is writing and drawing and doing everything on this book. K-K-A. He can do whatever he wants. K-K-A. Continuing to flash between all eras of Iron Fist. I like this book a lot. Um, When we last left Danny Rand, he had had his fists crushed by this monster robot creature with his dad's face who keeps calling him Champ. I love that. Yeah. It's so disturbing. It's really disturbing. He's like beating the crap out of him while being like, hey, champ, remember we did this and that? <laughs> it's really messed up. Um, we also see more of Danny's formative years and this girl who kind of took him under her wing when he was still finding his way in Kunlun when they were both kids and tried to help him against some of the, the bully element of Kunlun, which I would imagine is a pretty consistent problem. Uh, in a in a town of people learning Kung Fu. Um, and he gets to see an Iron Fist undergo their final test. This is kind of cool because of all we know about Iron Fist lore, I didn't know that there was a test after you beat the dragon. There's another test and that test proves to be hugely important to Danny's present, which I thought was really cool. And then there's more gross sequences with the robot monster and Carrie Andrews draws the hell out of the whole thing. And meanwhile, back in new york um danny's love interest and this little girl monk came to try to save him have their own problems pie, pie. i think it, it's, yes it's it is either pie, pie or, pie yeah, or pi- pay. I pay i don't know um they got ninjas I love pie. and they got pie is delicious Are you, and you could also be talking about pi because you love math yes um anyways good issue of iron fist really fun series fun might be the wrong word for it it's kind of sick and gross but yeah i, I, I love it but it, it's a romp As we like to say. It is a romp. Legendary Star-Lord number two. Hey, if you saw the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, uh, you should check this out. Written by Sam Humphreys. Art by Paco Medina really captures the spirit of Star-Lord, both as we know him on the big screen and on the small page. Um, (laughs) I like how you saved that. That was good. Small page. Yeah, right. So Star-Lord last issue found out that he has a half-sister he didn't know about. And worse than that, this half-sister wants to capture and... Turn him over for money um, because over in the pages of Guardians of the Galaxy, he deposed his dad, Jason of Spartax. So now the Spartax Empire is in a little bit of disarray. We get to know his sister in this issue. She's a pretty cool character. Um, she's not—they don't have the perfect relationship, but she definitely has an honor to her. And the reason she's doing what she's doing is more complicated than it initially seems. Her and Star Lord try to pull off a caper together, which was neat to see. I like capers. And I like mm-hmm. seeing Peter Quill try to do them. Yeah, uh, we get to meet the big bad behind the whole thing in this issue, and also more kind of hints on uh, stuff that's going to be happening in Guardians. But I guess also I'm fully here why Peter has been the way he's been, uh, relating all the way back to the Thanos imperative and some of the questions that we get answered in Original Sin. So a lot to chew on from this one.
0: When do we get to read that this week? Do we get it in our uh, stacks?
1: I, I didn't mean. I not in,
0: when does it come out? I need that I it issue. comes
1: out next week.
0: Yes. Yeah, so
1: I, I really want to know. Oh, I can't wait. Right? Everyone wants and to know. And you're going to be out Friday,
0: so oh, you won't get your stack. Yeah, you're so right. So I'm going to read it and Damn just it. keep texting you and talking. I'm going to spoil it for you. Screw it.
1: I'm going to read the PDF. <laughs> I'm going to read the PDF when I get back to my desk. And if the PDF doesn't exist yet, I'm going to march down to Mike Martz's office. I'm going to demand <laughs> you give me a make ready. I will not let this happen. You should not have called your shot. You screwed up. <laughs>
0: Uh on that note over, over to Miles Morales, the Ultimate Spider-Man number four, written by Brian Michael Bendis, and art by David Marquez with colors by Justin Ponsor. And I've said it before, I'm gonna say it again. David Marquez is a beast. Yeah. This it's is insane. He's like is, growing
1: exponentially. It's too. I
0: like I can't even handle it. I was reading it and I was like shaking. I was like, what is this guy on? Because there are some, you know, he's doing great layouts, it's a little there's a lot of different things he's trying, a lot of tricks. But he's so friggin' detailed, mm. and he's still, like, we get a lot of issues out of him. It's so good, so clear. His storytelling is so incredible. Anyway, David's amazing. I'm, I'm very glad he's doing this book. This is a Who big did one. Say,
1: wait, who'd you say did the colors on that one? Justin Ponzo. Shout out to Justin Ponzo. Hell yeah. Those colors are amazing. Oh my
0: god. Yeah, especially because there's the a lot of fire and, like, uh, things going on. And But it, even in
1: the quiet scenes, yeah. even, like, hair color and stuff. Yep. Really, really good.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it opens on Katie Bishop being super upset because she just learned Miles is Spider-Man, and then she tells her sister, uh, and then you get a hint that there's something really dark going on with her parents. Like, Mm. there's a line in here, like, and and I think it... Really? I I didn't take it that way. See, I took it more that, um, that... there's something up with her parents Interesting. More, as opposed to the just regular parents being, I, you I know. took
1: it as just parents being like, yo, if mom and dad know you're dating a superhero, they're going to be really mad at him for putting your life in danger.
0: See, but here's the thing. It's like yeah. um, her Katie's sister says, hope that a supervillain kills him. And Katie's like, that's mm. an awful thing to say. Like, hey, that was that's a little the weird. best case scenario. So if that's weird. the best case scenario. Interesting. You What's imagine, the worst case scenario? Right? Like,
1: oh boy.
0: There, so there's something big over there. I love yeah. that. Uh, and then it's the big throwdown Green Goblin versus Miles Morales. And then uh, God, our... Dave
1: Marquez draws a great Green Goblin. Oh,
0: man. It's it's terrifying. He's giant. It's massive. It's great. Uh, as this is unfolding, and this is happening right outside the Parker home. Hmm. and
1: uh, this, They don't live there anymore. Though, they right? don't live there. But Does, does still, anyone live there? I I'd, hope I not. I don't know. Yeah,
0: I would hope not. Leave. <laughs> this yeah. be, you know. Uh, anyway people are able to watch this because there are news helicopters and all this stuff going on. Uh, and then, boom, the original Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man, shows up, and everybody and everybody's like, <gasps> yeah. like that, like that. And then <laughs> uh, Green Goblin is totally flabbergasted. It's terrific. Yeah. There's, uh, you know, the two Spideys had fought previously. Now they're teaming up together. Uh, what the hell is going on, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. I kind of forget about Miles Morales in between issues because I think it's, it's one of those rare it doesn't double ship, it comes out once a month, and I'm like, oh, yeah, right, this. I love this book. Yeah. So it's a, nice, uh, it's a nice surprise every time it shows up in the bundle.
0: So good. Uh, all right, up next, Miracle Man number nine, the book that Ben Morse was not able to read so on able the to train. Read.
1: Yeah, I was, I was next to a really nice-looking lady on the train, and I didn't want to read this next to her, so I didn't. You know, I mean, I've read it before, but I did not read it yeah. today.
0: Here's the thing there's a lot of vagina in this and uh, just the way way it is it's childbirth this is a big issue for uh the miracle man world it's uh you know sort of a famous issue because it showed childbirth in uh in very explicit detail but it's not it should not be a big deal it's life it's um it's a beautiful thing um you know it's the birth of miracle man's child and it has some some huge implications for the story i do like that the back matter is just repeating the same pages in different levels of you know them being done from the pencils to the uh with the inks on them on illustration board and everything like that so vagina 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 deal with it there's nothing wrong with it it's a great issue uh big story
1: of course if you are a parent and you have a small child then you maybe want to be the one to expose them to you know this stuff for the first time, maybe just don't leave it lying around. Yeah, and also, Miracle Man's probably not the best book for kids, no, in general, I'm saying, li- leave it. don't leave this around your house. Fair. Like, like put it in a shelf. Put, put it too high for them Put it in to your reach. long boxes. Put it in your long boxes, and yeah. then, yeah, lock your long boxes. I don't know, I'm being a little extreme. <laughs> you are. Whatever, it was a weird experience on the train, because I started reading it, and then I realized what I was doing. All right, Moon Knight number six. We bid farewell to writer Warren Ellis and artist Declan Shalvey, though not to colorist Jordi Belair, who's going to be sticking around, which made me really happy. Um, This book's been praised for these awesome done-in-one issues it's been on, and this was a really strong way to finish. I really enjoyed it. It does not focus on Moon Knight. It actually flashes back to the first issue we saw where Moon Knight's working with the police and we get this beat cop who says like, why are we working with this guy? And the 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 guy, Moon Knight's friend on the force, kind of talks down to him and says, you don't get it. That's why you're a lowly beat cop. We flash back through this guy's life, see, like, basically that's what people have been telling him all his life. You're not very good. You're not going to make it anything. So he decides, you know what? You know I'm going to make it? I am going to learn everything about Moon Knight. I'm going to take him out and, you know what? I'm going to replace him. But Mm -hmm. he doesn't just decide to replace him. He decides, he looks up an old Moon Knight enemy named Black Spectre, finds out everything about him, And says, I'm going to become the new Black Spectre. I'm going to do right everything he did wrong. Um, And this is really a neat issue for everyone who's wanted to kind of dig more into Moon Knight continuity because he goes and visits Moon Knight's old supporting cast who we haven't seen uh, in a few years. He really digs into Moon Knight's past and into his villain's past. And it starts out, you are kind of like feel bad for this guy, and then it turns, and you're just like, whoa, this guy is messed up. And of course, it leads to a, you know, showdown between him and Moon Knight, New Black Specter versus Moon Knight, beautifully illustrated by Declan and Jory, uh, just really showing why they've been so acclaimed on this book. And then Moon Knight really isn't in this issue much, he just shows up at the end, but he's able to just in a few lines kind of define himself, define his enemies, and put a nice capper on what this team was trying to do with the six issues, what they were trying to say. And this neat little subworld in the Marvel Universe they're trying to create. Yeah. And then we get a preview of the next issue, which is gonna have uh Brian Wood and Brian No, Brian Wood and Greg Smallwood. So the Woods. Yes. Team Wood. Yeah. With Jordi Blair sticking around on colors.
0: Awesome. Uh all right, New Avengers number twenty two with badass uh Del Kion cover. Mm. Uh and this is this is maybe my favorite issue of the run so far in terms of you know what we see from our core New Avengers slash Illuminati team. Uh, they've Namor has just detonated the bomb, destroying Earth, four million two hundred ninety thousand and one. Yep, that is the designation. That way down the given. line. Yep, uh, which I loved that Earth. I loved that yeah. like that team. I thought Seven it was cool. Go. Yeah, but uh, such is the 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 price they pay. Uh, Namor uses the crazy looking Kirby bomb and. Mm-hmm blows it up, and is like, what? What? This is what we do. Yeah. This is, what are, you know, a billion lives on that planet to trillions and trillions and trillions of lives in the universe? Yeah. Nothing. Uh, what are our lives in comparison to that? Nothing. Uh, and then it's like big philosophical stuff. Doctor Strange is just, you know, super emo. Uh, and super then, emo. Super emo. Uh, and then you get Black Panther versus Namor throwdown. that, oh, you've been... Waiting for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just feeling so
1: good. Well, Namor gives him extra incentive. Oh
0: yeah, there's yeah, I don't want to spoil what Namor says at all one the point se- in this all issue. All the secrets come out in this issue. Woo. Uh, uh, I really dug the art by Kev Walker, who makes his uh debut uh, in the title here. Um, he does this cool thing with Black Panther's mm. gauntlets yeah. and like his vibranium weapons and looks super awesome. It also helps that the colors are so friggin' good. I think they're Frank Martin. Mm-hmm. Yep, Frank Martin. Uh, and then this is this looks like the end of the Illuminati. But you right. know, uh, there's another incursion going to happen. What are they going to do next time? <sighs> How though, do they handle it?
1: Even though Namor is ostensibly, you know, the jerk who blew up this planet, it's hot. And the other guys are the good guys. It's hard not to sympathize with him when they're just like, there's something about the way they're just kind of like whining when they're just like, oh, we could have found a way. I was like, Well, you know what? You wouldn't. You by didn't. Now. You should have by out. The time ran out. They're just so they're very judgy of Namor, yeah. who I get it. He just killed a billion people, not his finest hour. No, but at the same time, these guys were going to do nothing. The whole universe was going to. It end. was going. It was. There is no way around that. Right. And I just I was more annoyed that they were just like like why we would have found a way like yeah. no no time ran out. Yeah. Anyways, it was yeah. It definitely got my emotions going. So yes. that's always good. Yeah. New Warriors number eight. Written by Chris Yost, art by Marcus Toe. Awesome cover by Takeshi Miyazawa. Uh, I, would, I would hang a poster of this. It looks like an old, like, 90s album cover or 80s even album cover. <laughs> I, I dug it. Um, this is wrapping up the Inhuman story where Haichi uh, Lash from the Inhuman book came after Haichi. Uh, the New Warriors are trying to keep him free, although he's not sure if he should be with the Warriors, if he should be with Lash. Some great interaction, which is what this book is becoming really highlight for me is, you know, seeing the banter between Scarlet Spider and anybody, uh, Hummingbird thrown in there, Justice kind of to me. For anyone who's seen Friday Night Lights, Justice is kind of like the Matt Saracen of this, uh, of this team, and that he always has a plan, uh, but no one ever listens to him. Um, and great art by Marcus Toe, glad to see him back. Really like that we're getting to know the newer characters like Sun Girl, like Water Snake, like Hummingbird. They're all real standouts for me. And I also like that, even though this was kind of a little side story, the ongoing story with High Evolutionary and his creations and Nova and Mount Wanagora is all still going on. Just a fun book to follow month in and month out. Of. Yeah. Original Sin. We're going to take a little, little diversion into the Original Sin world. First up, I got Original Sin Hulk versus Iron Man, number four. Or if you prefer original sin number three point four, uh, <laughs> because we love numbers. Yeah, <laughs> you said you love numbers. I do. I love Written math. By, okay. Yeah. Well, numbers are math. It's kind of. Let's hand-hand. all right. Let's not go down Can't this road. Have one without the other. Uh, Written by Mark Wade and Karen Gillan. Karen did the script. Art by Luke Ross. I have enjoyed the uh, the the the, the uh, contrast in this book. In that every issue you're going to get great iron man versus hulk fight this one being kind of the apex of that that luke ross does a great job drawing but at the same time you've got really really character driven stuff uh tony stark looking back at who he was um and how that may have affected bruce banner's life bruce banner kind of coming to terms with mistakes of his past and both of them just realizing how flawed and imperfect they are uh They're throwing down with each other is awesome, but also just they're talking and trying to reason with each other. I really like this new incarnation of the Hulk, the uh, new version of the smart Hulk. Um, I love his physicality. I love the way Luke Ross draws him. And I really, really like how the issue is ultimately resolved and the little epilogue afterwards where we learn that even though a lot of secrets were revealed here, there was one that was held back. I think Mark Waid and Karen Gillan just did a brilliant job Nice four-issue story that can really stand the test of time. Affected both characters without underwriting anything that has been done with them, um, and we're able to balance action and character really well. I this this is going to be, I think, a, a a little nice little four-issue story that's going to stand the test of time, and I'll probably come back to it and read it again, grab it and trade. It's a good one, and this this issue wrapped it up really strong.
0: Yeah, our other original sin book this week is uh, original sin Thorn Loki number three or five point three. Yes. Uh this is written by Jason Aaron with Al Ewing, uh Al on the script part of it and art by Lee Garbet uh Bay yeah. and yeah. Simone Bianchi. Do it right. Uh with what a you fun know respective inkers in and terms and of names. Colorists. Yeah, it's terrific. Uh we get a lot of things there's a lot going on mm. in here. We get to this uh this super weird chess game going on. Uh and you're like what's going Ooh, that's a gross chess piece. Mm. What is up? <laughs> uh but you know We'll get to that, I'm sure, at another point. We go back in time to see uh, Angela on Earth and sort of now she's remembering something from when she was hanging out with the Guardians and things that were told to her as she emerged into our universe. Uh, Then you go jump over to the Tenth Realm heaven uh angela beating the living
1: crap mm.
0: out of thor oh yeah he doesn't I mean, get
1: a this it's a squash
0: yeah it's a total
1: very good total mm. squash uh well that might he might as well be uh iron mike sharp just <laughs> getting the crap kicked out of him can he be barry horowitz he be barry horowitz uh, george just... george south <laughs> the italian stallion doesn't matter he's not winning dwayne mm-hmm. gill oh <laughs> hey, he had Join a run, Gill. though. He had that's a run true. later. Uh,
0: anyway, uh, so then while that's all going on, we get to see Loki being Loki mm-hmm. in the royal palace of the Queen of Angels. So here is very, very interesting, very pivotal stuff as uh, the Queen of Angels sort of – she brokers a deal with Loki, but in, in while she's doing that, she explains – um what their place was the the angel angelic race what their place was to midgard to asgard to the other realms how they you know interacted with everyone and dealings they had with loki um no, with odin i should say and you get to really see exactly why they were cast out why they have been you know locked away for so many years uh and what really happened between um, the queen and with Odin, uh, and you know a lot of secrets are revealed right here. It's a it's a big one, um, and then at the end we get to meet a new car, a new uh, yeah. mistress of strategies who uh, will delight and enchant so many of you.
1: Punisher number nine, like Ryan said, uh, this is the flip side of Black Widow number nine. Again, written by Nathan Edmondson, he wrote both issues. Art by Mitch Gerards. We get Punisher's side of the story where he has been carried over by Crossbones, captured, kind of gets away, gets loose on the sub from the Black Widow story, starts shooting stuff up, uh, has a sort of team-up with Black Widow, um, gets to get a little bit of revenge on Crossbones, and then the exchange with Black Widow leaves Punisher not necessarily in a better place than where he started out. Also, subplot going on with the Howling Commandos, learning a little bit more about them and why they're after the Punisher.
0: Yeah. Uh, Rocket Raccoon yes. number two at yes. this week, and freaking friggin' love this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, an extra bonus reason why I love this book. Did you catch oh, it? Yeah, oh yeah, I saw yeah. it.
1: I, I, on the train today, I nearly <laughs> jumped out of my seat. It was great. It was, like, it was great because number one, They brought back Macho Gomez from Deadpool. I love Macho Gomez. And then the the cherry on top was even better. That was Uh, awesome.
0: Yeah, and I was reading this after a very long Friday uh, on the train home, and it just was such a delight. Uh, Did you know this was coming? No. Oh, that's cool. Tell me, yeah. Scotty named a planet after me, Mm. uh, after Panagos. There's a planet named Panagos now in the Marvel Universe.
1: (sighs) What a crazy place it must be. Oh, my God. I can only imagine. (sighs) I imagine it's a living planet. Yeah, it has to be. Like an ego type planet. Totally. Yeah. yeah.
0: With a face. I want to go there. With a
1: face on it and a yep. giant mustache. Yeah. Eating tacos. Space oh. tacos. Space
0: anyway. Tacos uh, so that that was great for me. There. But uh, for the rest. The of issue you. is terrific. It's Rocket uh, breaking out of a prison. Um, he just sets up so many little characters that I hope come back. Like yep. there's the, the fellow inmates that he meets. One Zemnu, the, the Titan. I don't think it's actually Zemnu I think I it's think a it I
1: think it's of that race. I think it was Zemnu. We should ask Scotty. We should ask Scotty cuz yeah. I believe it was the Zemnu the Titan. I thought it was like his a, cousin. A Zemnu the Titan. Yeah. He calls him Zemnu the Titan at one point. But doesn't he call him Zemnuvian? He, no, he he's calls like, him Zemnu the Titan but one word. Hmm. i don't know we'll have to look it up, yeah, we'll have to but, look it up. I, but i think it was him
0: anyway awesome lots of fun stuff uh yeah macho gomez it's hilarious what a
1: weird character to bring back what a great character to i bring
0: know back. and i like it that they're both like oh deadpool that guy's yeah just the, a jerk yeah um but scotty's great It's super funny uh giant you know armada that they're gonna have to face down yeah. uh it's a gorgeous book if you like the movie and i'm sure you did Pick up Rocket Raccoon 1 and 2, 2 issues, you can get in right now. Super great. All right. Also, this week we've got She-Hulk number seven, written by Charles Soule, with art by Javier Polito. And covers colors by, I assume, oh, Munza Vicente. Yeah. I thought it you was Javier it was. Rodriguez. No. Yeah. Great colors. It's, yeah. G- it's a gorgeous friggin' book. It's really beautiful. Yeah. It's uh it's great. Um, She-Hulk is hired by one of the people in her building. Who is working on shrinky technology? Called the Shrinko. The Shrinko. Very
1: shrewd marketing.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's a great moment in there, too, where they're talking about uh, the name uh, or the slogan for it was yeah, yeah, Mini yeah. for the Masses. And then uh, Patsy Walker's like, Mini for the Many. Yeah. So definitely a better slogan. And she
1: just says, That's better. Yeah. Uh, but
0: so this guy is like, Hey, I need you to. Be a superhero for me and get shrunk down and find my partner because he ran off and got scared because I wanted to sell this. You know, there's a whole bunch of things going on here. Uh, Many things that require She-Hulk's expertise. Really cool character stuff between She-Hulk and um, Hellcat in this issue. Uh, You also bring in Hank Pym because if there's someone who knows about shrinking. It's him. It's him. It's Hank Pym. That's a
1: thing. Although, for you Eric O'Grady fans, we get multiple Eric O'Grady references in this issue. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, still kicking Yeah
0: Is he? No Didn't he get turned Technically into like...
1: no I'm saying still kicking <laughs> As far as a reference Yes uh, But no he is very dead
0: There's a great moment With a uh, like, great couple pages Where uh, our heroes are shrunk And they have to fight cats uh, <laughs> Yeah It's great stuff A lot of it makes It makes a ton of sense And then boom I love the last page The last page I'm not going to spoil it But it, there's oh, yeah. a character in there And then there's a bunch I like of I like the reactions The reactions yeah. Just friggin sold it Like They're crazy great. to me
1: They're great
0: Oh my God! I'm going again. know, you're
1: almost done. Almost this done. This is it. Last Superior slide. Foes
0: of Spider-Man number fourteen, uh, written by Nick Spencer with art by Steve Lieber and Rich Ellis. Um, this is just—it's great. It recounts uh,
1: some t- some silliness uh, between Overdrive and uh, Beetle. Well, we all see it Overdrive's origin, which I like that we got it fully expanded because I remember Dan saw it. the idea with Overdrive was always that he was a fan of spider-man who is also somehow a supervillain, and they yeah. never really delved into that much yeah. and they do in this issue and it's great
0: yeah we also get the story of the school bus mm-hmm. uh lots of funny stuff in here it's just great visual gags the team here is is killing it it's super funny um and we get to see some some big comeuppance mm-hmm. at the end, and uh, nice. our friend CM Punk mm-hmm. tweeted about the book the other day, and it was, you know, saying really he was super excited. So then that got sent around. Were you on that email? Yes, I was. It? Okay, uh, which is great. And then so Punk loves that book.
1: Yeah, I thought you were going to say our friend Mark Strong because I saw a giant page of The Shocker, but I'm he probably glad. hasn't read it I'm yet. I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mark has other things to do. <laughs> All right, finally. Big kickoff to a big event. Edge of Spider-Verse begins with Superior Spider-Man number 32. What? I thought this book was over. Say what? All right. So we got two stories in this. It's Oversize, written by Dan Slott and Christos Gage. First story has art by Giuseppe Camuncoli. Second story has art by Adam Kubert. takes place in between panels of which issue? Superior Spider-Man number 19, where Spidey 2099 first came back. During that issue... Superior Spider-Man disappeared for a sec and we didn't know where he went. Find out now he got transported to 2099. So he gets to 2099, has a crazy adventure there as far as just looking his way around, and then in trying to get back, ends up diverting himself to a bunch of different alternate dimensions. Oh my god. Which was such a treat, we got to see the what if Spider-Man joined the Fantastic Four. I
0: just want to rub my face all over the comic.
1: Well we also, actually before even that I should mention that we saw like old Spidey 2099 characters. We saw like the net profit and the specialist and venture i don't think we saw the net profit just venture and the specialist um but yeah he goes to the world where what if spider-man joined the fantastic four where everyone is dead uh. uh-huh. what's going on this is a bunch of other realities uh so much i haven't even seen i think this is house of m um he goes to a weird civil war reality somewhere where there's spider armor and then eventually has a full-fledged encounter with spider-man india Which is very cool. Yeah. Uh, Someone is chasing down Spider-Man. Someone's trying to kill them. Uh, If you've been reading up on Spider-Verse, you know a little more, but I'm not going to spoil it here. Great art by Camel and Coley. Camel kills it on this thing. And then we see the beginnings of how uh, Spidey, Superior Spider-Man is going to deal with uh, what's going on in Spider-Verse. Who is this? Because I couldn't put my finger on it. It's really bothering me. It's a spider woman, but I she looks really familiar and it's bothering me. Yeah. is it Maddie Franklin? I don't know, maybe. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, um, she looks super familiar. I have to pour it. Yeah, it, it, like we saw her recently. Anyways, backup story is revisiting. This is kind of cool because this was a kind of just out of nowhere one. Yeah. We did we did a bunch of what if one shots a few years ago, and one of them had to do with the old Spider Man versus Wolverine story from the '80s, and so this picks up with that one shot, which is literally one story. Uh, Christos Gage writes this one himself, Adam Kubert does the art, and it's just more of the same meeting. We get an Adam Kubert story. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, we get to reacquaint it with this Spider-Man who is a much much darker, more violent yeah. Spider-Man <laughs> to say the least. And it seems like the type of Spider-Man that Superior Spidey is going to need if he is going to overcome what is happening to all the Spider-Men. Yeah. I love it. This is that was that's, That events is just going to be so fun because oh, that's what every issue is going to be like. Oh man. All right. Back on the horse. your are twin of the week. You haven't given one in weeks. Huh, huh, Remember how huh, to do this. Huh, uh, 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 nice. Nice. Well well done. Uh, I'm split. Yeah, I'm I have split. a lot of splits here.
0: Superior Spider-Man 32 and Rocket Raccoon number two. It's good. It's a good selection. Yeah, um, I, I can't. I can't.
1: Yeah, pick. I'm going between Original Sin Hulk oh, versus Iron Man. And Miles Morales is so good this that week. That was really good. Uh, I got Original Sin Hulk versus Iron Man. I got Moon Knight. Uh, She-Hulk, mm-hmm. Deadpool Dracula's Gauntlet, man, I'm going to go with Moon Knight, because it's the last issue by that team, so i nice. give them a little nod before they wrap in the sunset, but boy, boy, scratching the surface. How do? Good week. Yes. Also out this week in collections, Dexter Down Under, hardcover, Fury Max, My War Gone By, hardcover. Iron Man Volume 3, The Secret of Origin of Tony Stark Book 2. That's in trade. This is cool. Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale, Yellow, Blue, and Gray out in Mm. hardcover. So I guess that collects Daredevil Yellow, Spider-Man Blue, and Hulk Gray. Uh, I'd like to own that. I'd like to have all that in one place. Marvel Adventures Assemble Volume 2 Digest, trade paperback. Marvel's The Platinum Edition Slipcase Hardcover. What is this? I don't know. That sounds amazing. Thanos the Infinity Revelation, which is an original graphic novel by Jim Starlin. Out this week, eh? Out in hardcover. Out Mm -hmm. this week, eh? Also on the app. Also on the app. uh, Uncanny X-Force by Rick Remender. The Complete Collection. Volume 1. Trade paperback. That thing is
0: 8,000 pages long. It's so good. That's a good one to pick
1: up, guys. That's one of the best series in recent memory. Yeah.
0: Uh, digital comics on sale this week we've got everything we've talked about i don't think there's anything else that's new no 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 comics comics. this week yep uh also on sale we have uh we added to the app
1: issues of howard the duck i wonder why we added howard the duck who knows i don't know man maybe the same reason we're uh re-releasing the howard the duck omnibus humph back in print yeah uh
0: also we have so it's Howard the Duck issues 18 through 33. I guess we had 1 through 17 already on the on the app. Uh, we're at a, we also added Iron Man issues 139, 149 through 153, 158 through 159, 163 through 166, 174 through 178, 185 through 190, 194
1: through 195, and 200. Mm. Yeah, it was fun to type out while I was watching Raw last night. <laughs> um, collections on the app this week, Deadpool Classic Volume 8, Fantastic Four Masterworks Volume 5, like we said, Thanos the Infinity Revelation, Uncanny X-Men, The New Age, Volume 3, On Ice, X-Factor, Volume 13, Hard Labor, X-Men Fall of the Mutants, Volume 2, and X-Men Ghosts.
0: Mm. Uh, all right, so added to Marvel Unlimited this week. we got oh, a bunch. lot of good
1: stuff here. A lot yeah. of number one issues that we've been waiting for.
0: All New Invaders, number two. All New X-Factor, number three. Avengers AI, number nine. Black Widow number three, Captain America number sixteen, Iron Man number twenty-one, Loki, Agent of Asgard number one, Marvel Knights Spider-Man number five, Mighty Avengers number six, Ms. Marvel number one, New Avengers number fourteen, The Punisher number one, Star Lord Annihilation Conquest number one. Why was that not on there?
1: It's it's uh, that's a one shot. Um, Oh. That's the one shot we put out collecting the whole series. Gotcha. all four issues, which we also read last week. Okay,
0: thank you. Uh, Superior Carnage, annual number one. Superior Foes of Spider-Man, number eight. Wolverine, number one from the current run. And X-Men, number... So
1: if you guys have been hearing about books like Ms. Marvel and Loki Agent of Asgard, if you're a Marvel Unlimited subscriber, you can finally check those out. Yeah. Some news this week. Um, we showed another exclusive access cover. This one's Magneto number 11. It's Magneto by David Yardine, one of my favorite cover artists, hanging out with the likes of Mystique and Doctor Doom and Carnage and Deadpool and Loki and Jack-o'-lantern and Enchantress and Sabretooth. It's... Uh, An unholy alliance, to say the least. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some Marvel 75th anniversary stuff, uh, perfectly coinciding with last week's big movie release. Uh, We had an interview that Kyle Fegley did with Steve Englehart, creator of Star-Lord. Talked about working at Marvel back in the 70s, specifically during the kind of birth of the Cosmic Era. Talked about creating Star-Lord. Talked about creating Mantis. Talked about working with guys like Jim Starlin and Roy Thomas. Really good read. Had a three-parter last week, which was a lot of fun, which was... um, The origin, basically, the 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 behind-the-scenes of Giant Size X-Men number one. Brett White talked to Len Wein, who wrote Giant Size X-Men number one, as well as Uncanny X-Men number 94, so basically co-created the all-new, all-different X-Men. He talked about everything. He talked about how him and Dave Cockrum came up with the characters, why they brought the X-Men back to begin with, Uh, some characters didn't make it, some designs who didn't make it, why he left the book. Who didn't make it? Uh, Well, it wasn't so much that it didn't make it. It was that Storm ended up coming about as a combination of two characters. Mm. She was the powers of one character and the appearance of the other. Because basically they had two characters that are like, they, it's too many characters. We already have 30 yeah. characters. So they just combined it into yeah. one. But I know one was called, I want to say, it was the powers of a character called Tempest and the appearance of a character called Black Cat. Got combined into Storm. Mm. Uh, you find out who Dave Cockrum had like Nightcrawler in his back pocket forever. Um, I am thankful really cool they read. didn't
0: call her Black Cat. Yes, we don't need. Anyway. Yeah.
1: yeah, well, yeah. So, anyways, that's how it worked. It was. A re- it's a really cool read. Brett White did a great job. He uh, he likes X Men a little bit, so that was good. <laughs> good pairing. Uh, over in games news. Avengers Lions kicked off Spec-Off number 20. I spoke to Justin Woods about it. We'll have that up sometime this week if it's not up already. Spec-Off 20 is Guardians of the Galaxy Center. It gets really cool. You get to face not only Ronan and Nebula, but also the Black Order comes back. Um, Star-Lord is really good. He is the new reward character. And there's some like tweaks on that. And also there's uh, just a tease. we got some news coming up. PvP's going to get a little bit of a revamp. Uh, tell me more. I will tell you more once we are off the air.
0: Uh, oh, okay. But we will. I
1: will. We will tell everybody more very soon, and that is. We'll, that. I just just spoke to Justin yesterday, so he, uh, he gave me a lot of that stuff. Also, Disney Infinity coming out of Comic Con. We showed a new trailer for the bad guys who are going to be available. You're going to be able to play as Loki, as Green Goblin, and as Ronan the Accuser. Is that it? That is it for now. Gotcha. I think those are all the playable characters in the first wave. Uh, just to recount, we have the Avengers. So you have Cap, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, Hawkeye. For the Spider-Man set, you have Spidey, Nova, Iron Fist, Venom, and Nick Fury. Guardians of the Galaxy, you've got Star-Lord, Drax, Gamora, Groot, and Rocket Raccoon. And now you can also play as Loki, Green Goblin, and Ronin. Pretty good selection. Uh, that's just the Marvel characters. I know you can also play as uh, Mer- Merida from Brave. Merida merida and um, merida you can play, you can play as maleficent um and all of the existing characters too yeah It's gonna be good guys coming out september 24th oh my goodness very soon
0: looks awesome yeah. uh very cool yeah it's the last week two weeks i don't know where i've been all, right. all over the place uh good question went to the guardians of the galaxy premiere uh that was a lot of fun um just weird, and it was also really hot out there, so I was sweating like a banshee. Banshees sweat a lot, right? Crazy. Like They're crazy, notorious right? for their yeah. sweat. Uh, and then the next day, I went with uh, some folks from the marketing for the studios uh, and the movies, uh, as well as Zoe Saldana, James Gunn, Chris Pratt, uh, Dave Bautista, and Kevin Feige to a hey, couple places. Bautista. Bautista.
1: As, as Blake says it.
0: Dave Bautista. Uh, we went to San Francisco to do a couple of fun things for social media. So I got to see the new Twitter headquarters, which was awesome. Uh, they have great food there; like it's I really bet. good. I bet. Like
1: I would imagine they would. I'm jealous. Most companies have really great food.
0: Yeah. So they had great food. Uh, they were also really nice, and we had a, a lot of fun. Uh, we went to Yahoo and had a great time there, and Pop Sugar. Uh, which is for the ladies, mm. uh, as uh, more or less, I guess. What but a publicity tour! What a whirlwind! I know. Uh, and then I had to take a private jet back oh, to uh, to LA from from Oakland. It what was a nightmare. It was a total nightmare. I got to sit backwards and didn't have to buckle my seatbelt. That's living.
1: Did you get to watch a movie? No, the flight was fifty flight, minutes. Yeah, I was say. It
0: was so short.
1: Really short uh,
0: but that was great. And then we went to uh, Comic Con, and I. Drove down with Strami and Cirilli. Wow, that sounds almost as good as the private jet. Right? Uh, it was great. Uh, it was just ni- it was a nightmare uh, of the best kind. And we got to San, San Diego. Uh, had a blast. Hope you guys get to watch uh, all the crazy stuff that we did over Comic Con. I'm not going to recount all of it because I'm sure you did that last oh, week yeah.
1: extensively. Yeah, to uh, a
0: point. That was that was a lot of fun. <laughs> um and then the last week has been recovery uh trying to get back on track and i think i'm in i'm in a good place we got a lot of fun stuff to do i was going to get to that uh the the last week has uh been crazy with guardians of the galaxy thank you everyone who went out and saw it opening weekend thank you insane you know we were internally probably like yeah we'll be really excited if it hits 70 million that'd be amazing And then it does $94 and just the outpouring of love and excitement uh, for everything Guardians has been amazing. Uh, Also, everyone who has asked me for a dancing Groot, uh, just hang tight. Did
1: you talk to Dee about that yesterday? No. You need to have a conversation with Dee Lee. Why? She has something. It's not the usual bad news for me. Oh, she has she has interesting she has a message for you okay. to someone else okay it's all I'll say on air fair uh, well I've got you know
0: the uh, had talks with legal consumer products and if it happens I'm gonna be the first I hope to tell you because yeah. I'm very excited about the possibility uh, but yeah Guardian is amazing so much cool stuff. We have so many ways for you to learn more about the, the characters and the, those worlds, so plenty of stories on, on the site and plenty of cool things on our apps and digital comics and stuff, so hopefully you guys are
1: swimming in Guardians of the Galaxy goodness. So much Guardians going on. Just I mean, just look at the books we reviewed this week. There's a Star-Lord book. There was a Rocket Raccoon book. Uh, if you go back and look at the games announcements out of Comic-Con, there's like 25 Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> games. It's nuts, and the movie's so good, and it's really, I think, I think—and you know, you can speak to this, it's satisfying, particularly to us, those of us who have been at Marvel, maybe not, you know, as long as some of the more long-term people, that these characters really feel more like, they're not ours, they were created by the people, they've existed for a while, but we've seen them yeah. grow. It's not like Iron Man, it's like, you know, Iron Man's been around forever. Um, this incarnation of the Guardians of the Galaxy really came about while we were here. Yeah, so it's kind of cool to see them go all the way from nothing to comics to the movie. So I think it had, this, this movie had a special meaning, not just for everyone at Marvel Studios, but for everyone at Marvel. And kudos to everyone who made it such a good movie, and thank you guys again for going out and seeing it.
0: Well said. Uh, let's kick it over to Strami for more news from his end.
2: Ooh. Hello there, this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom, joined by Marvel.com assistant editor Patrick Cavanaugh. With another thrilling installment of the Stromy and the Wolfman show. That joke's never gonna get old. It's Uh, it's not a joke, it's a fact. Yeah, well, alright, the fact is never gonna get old. Anyway, this week, of course, we're starting off with some big, big news for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy because we shattered all kinds of records. This past weekend. We had the number one August release ever domestically with ninety-four million dollars. Ninety I think it was an even ninety-four. Or ninety-four point three? Give or take a few hundred thousand dollars. Give or dollars. take a few hundred thousand dollars. So That was awesome, and we want to thank, of course, all of you, the fans, who helped make that possible. We also had the biggest non-sequel opening of the year, and in fact, in a little bit, I think, although I haven't actually done too much research on that, but it seems like it's been a while. So... We had that, and to celebrate, of course, all this week, we've been bringing you interviews that I did with the cast. We've already posted our interviews with Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista. Uh, Thursday, we will have an interview with Benicio Del Toro, I believe, and then Friday, we'll cap off the week with two interviews, one with director James Gunn, and the final with uh, Groot himself, Vin Diesel. We also posted an amazing featurette, I guess, behind-the-scenes thingy of Chris Pratt taking you on a tour of the Milano. So you can check that out on our Facebook page or our Twitter or our YouTube page or anywhere else. And last week, last eh, Thursday or Friday, somewhere around there, we brought you the first of three, I believe, videos where we sort of look at the making of the props and the costumes of the film. We'll have another one for you, I think, Friday. Friday sounds like a good day. And, yeah, keep your eyes out for more. That pretty much covers everything I've got for Guardians. But Patrick here has some exciting Captain America the Winter Soldier stuff for you.
3: Oh I certainly do. Uh, All this week we've been posting just brief teases of some of the features that you'll be able to find on the home video release of Captain America the Winter Soldier. It'll be available on HD digital download on August 19th and it'll be available on 3D Blu-ray Blu-ray and DVD on September 9th. Some of the things that we've been posting, we've posted two different deleted scenes or more extended scenes uh, that you saw from the film. We also posted a featurette that shows off how they were able to take Chris Evans and make him even more super than he already is, which uh, is
2: really cool just to see him jump a little bit higher, run a uh, a little bit faster, and hit a little bit harder. Not possible. I dare you to try and make Chris Evans even more super than he is. Well, that's why I'm not in the movies. That's why it's up to those
3: talented filmmakers that are making him even more super. Uh, There was also a featurette about the stunts of Black Widow Black Widow's always had a really unique fighting style ever since Iron Man 2 so it's, it's, they bring in the stunt coordinator, they also show off the stunt double that Scarlett Johansson has, who yes is named Heidi Moneymaker, That's and she's
2: been, been she's been her stunt double ever Iron, since Iron Man 2, you Iron said, Man right? 2,
3: Avengers, and now Captain America: The Winter Soldier. So they've definitely formed a uh, cohesive unit. So some deleted scenes, some featurettes, and then also a gag reel. Where you'll, uh, my favorite is you'll get to see Samuel L. Jackson
2: giving uh, Kobe Smolders a hard time on set. I as going to say, my favorite is when he calls her out on forgetting her line and using something we, else as an excuse. We have
3: the same favorite!
2: <laughs> the same favorite! And uh, keep your eyes
3: on Marvel.com for the the rest of the week because you'll be seeing some more Captain America, the Winter Soldier, some some teases of features that will be available on some of the home
2: video releases. Great. And just rounding things out, late last week we also had some... New casting news for Marvel's Daredevil. Namely, we confirmed that Deborah Ann Wall will be playing Karen Page in the upcoming series coming to Netflix in 2015. I'm very excited about it. I'm just excited about that series in general. But every time we get a new piece of casting, it makes me even more excited. And I can't wait for you guys to learn more about what exactly we're cooking in Hell's Kitchen. Oh, oh boy! Uh, yeah, that's oh boy. That's my new. That's my new Yandu's feeling blue. Uh, well, and you know, uh, Yandu's feeling blue. I was hoping
3: that was over and done with. Now you get to carry out this whole uh, what we're cooking in Hell's Kitchen for quite some time as we as we gear up for that series to
2: to come out. Great. All right. Well, that pretty much covers everything for us. So we'll get out of here. And send you back to the guys in New York. Uh, thank you for listening, as always, and we'll talk to you in seven more days. Okie dokie.
0: Uh, time for this week in Marvel questions and comments. Uh, first up, we've got Scott Starlord UK says this week in Marvel unfolds fantastic artwork as always from Marvel Comics. Loved my Storm variant. Yeah, I that, don't that it was young Storm variant cover. Yeah, I don't. We didn't unfold anything.
1: But I don't know, man. But uh, hey,
0: whatever. That's a great cover.
1: Yeah, the week you were, the first week you were out. When it was me, Adrian, Judy, we were like unanimous on Storm being our book of the week. Oh, so good. Such a good. Book. So
0: good. Uh, Scott says, "Excellent issue of Avengers. Can't wait to see how the story concludes. Loved the 100th anniversary issue of Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, a couple nods to locations and a certain canine character from the movie. I wonder if that was done intentionally. Best movie ever." Yeah, we, we do things yeah. with Very purpose smart. sometimes. Yeah. Um I haven't finished that one hundredth anniversary because it came out while I was out, but uh it's super cool. I was yeah. like digging it from really the neat. first like five pages I got to read. Uh and Scott says, Woohoo! Managed to get me a Deadpool on Marvel Puzzle Quest.
1: Oh yeah, for those of you guys who play Marvel Puzzle Quest, uh it got taken over by Deadpool. Um <laughs> it's cool. If you if you go in and try to play right now like normally you get a start screen with, like, Iron Man, Wolverine, and Spider-Man. all Now it's just three Deadpools. I love it. Um, and the game is really fun. The new team-up aspect, I'm still kind of mastering it. But cool stuff. Marvel Puzzle Quest working hard to uh, upgrade their game as well. Very cool. Mellow, Mermaid Mellow, tweets to Mark Wade, Joe Casada, and Dan Slot saying they discuss Marvel's 75th. I think they're referring to the uh, panel at Comic-Con. Yes. Uh, my last Marvel SDCC panel is a good good one. Call me LZ. He's got a picture of you and him. Yeah. You're looking good with your suit coat. Uh, It says to Agent M, it was awesome meeting you after the panel you moderated. Going to tweet into This Week in Marvel more often. You should.
0: Yeah, please do, LZ.
1: Kieran Doherty, trying something new. Black Widow Trade, Volume 1, and the latest issue, hashtag Women of Marvel. And hashtag us. Very good, very good. Going to see the Guardians of the Galaxy after work tonight. Can't wait. Love an early release for the UK.
0: (laughs) So that was... uh, that you know, would have been, yeah. like...
1: It was July 29th, Yeah, so yeah, good for that. Mm. And then, flip flip over, wow, Guardians was a fun movie. Looking forward to my second viewing, and third, and buying the Blu-ray. Thank you. Um, I was deaf for a while when I was 14. Hawkeye 19 was weird to me, but no denying it's been done very well. Cool. Interesting to hear. Um, I was kind of hoping that last true was going to be like, oh, I just saw Guardians for a second time. Holy <laughs> crap.
0: Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, Hawkeye 19, I'm sure you guys had a lot to mm-hmm. say about it. But well, that it, was it was just me. I had a lot to
1: say to myself about it. Yes.
0: It was very cool. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Charles says, is Spider-Man still a part of the Mighty Avengers?
1: He's not on the team right now because he had, you know, kind of an awkward uh, initial thing. But he's going to be rejoining the team as non-superior Spider-Man when it morphs into Captain America and the Mighty Avengers coming up this fall. That is going to be a key plot point.
0: Very good. Kyle says, "I really like that Silk's powers are different from Peter's. Very clever, lot. Mm, yes,
1: clever indeed. Boy. Uh,
0: the fight scene in Iron Patriot was amazing, but the end was extremely sad. Poor Rhodey. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know,
1: Iron Patriot was that was that a, was a rough read.
0: Oh, so good though. Yeah. Uh, I and man, if somebody doesn't take uh, Rhodey's niece and oh, yeah. run with her as a great she is." One of my favorites.
1: Hopefully, she you know, I'd love to see her in uh, Superior Iron Man. Yeah, get on getting Tom Taylor's ear about that.
0: Totes, um, Kyle says I didn't see the last page of Secret Avengers coming.
1: Never do. Have you read that, the latest one yet? Which one was that? It's a certain guest star shows up on the last page. He's dancing. He's got all sorts of crazy stuff going on. Um, we do a bunch of... I was just talking about him in relation to a video. Oh, game, yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun page. Yes. Fun book. Yes. Love that
0: book. Uh, Kyle says... Oh, yeah, and he had some great little dialogue yep. there. Yeah. Uh, Kyle says, I love seeing my boys Sunspot and Cannonball being used in Avengers World, the comic book version of Triple H and HBK. That's an
1: interesting one. Interesting, yeah. That could work. I'd see them as like, yeah, like like later years, DX. They're a little bit more like... Road dog and, uh, yeah, maybe. and Mr. Ass Man. I could, see, I could see, like, yeah, but, like, Cannonball being... Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say Cannonball being the HBK just because he's kind of the more proper of the two, but, yeah, I, I like yours better. Yeah. Who be who? I, I, mm. I think Cannonball would have to be Billy Gunn. Yeah. Because he's, he's a little bit more of a specimen where he's Sunspot. You know, he's a talker. True.
0: All right, I'll buy uh, that. We'd have to figure out who the rest of... DX would be.
1: DX New Mutants? Yeah. God, I did man. I have to think about it. Yeah, no. I got
0: nothing right now. No. That's a lot. Um, Kyle says, the more Original Sin goes on, Tony, being a D-bag, increases by 10. Kyle,
1: read that last issue, yeah. because you may have to eat those words.
0: Yeah, your hashtag of worst friend ever yeah. may not
1: apply. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, Kyle says, is the creative team on all new Ghost Rider wrestling fans? Every fight scene involves at least two wrestling moves. I
1: don't know for sure, but I would... I feel like That maybe. book is
0: so insane and yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah. I I feel like they might be. Yeah. We, have, we, have to look, we have to check. We should tweet them.
0: Totally. Uh, he says, I think Rocket needs to go mm-hmm. on Maury and find who really is the baby's daddy.
1: That is from the Guardians 100th anniversary issue. Okay. I to yeah,
0: I, I got through the first couple pages, and yeah. he calls them nephews, and yeah. then they call him yeah, dad, absolutely. and I was like, what's going on? I didn't get to finish it. There's
1: a whole thing. You'll, you'll like it. Yeah.
0: Uh, he says, "I really like the ending of the Guardians' 100th anniversary issue. Never saw that coming. Good. Thank you for not spoiling it's it. Any twist? Good, good.
1: Hill's skilled. I don't think I have the words to explain how excited I am by the Star Wars comics Marvel is doing. Yes, that was, I think, one of the big, big stories coming out of San yeah. Diego. You know, everyone says San Diego is all movie news these days, and that sometimes is true. I mean, it's, the movie announcements are huge; they dwarf everything. Mm-hmm. But the amount people are talking about Star Wars, the Star Wars comics coming out, was pretty cool. It's cool." Granted, it's a, you know, kind of a special kind of comics announcement, but it was neat to see a comics announcement get that much of attention. Yeah. Ref Gemlin, fantastic. This Week in Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxy interview podcast, 142.5. Zoe Saldana was so cool to listen to. Mocho's respect for Zoe. That is what awesome. you did.
0: Thanks, Rob. Uh, sorry again about the audio being a little low on some of those, uh, just the way those were recorded, mm-hmm. but I'm glad they worked out.
1: Then he asked uh, Guardians comic questions. I missed something. Gamora has a level of cosmic awareness. Is this a reference to her once wielding an infinity gem, a leftover power? That's a good question. I don't really have the answer to that. Um, She didn't really have any powers pre-infinity gem. She's just genetically engineered and crazy awesome fighter. So that would make a lot of sense. I'm going to give a Twim no prize for that. (laughs) Tech Lord likes *Pendragon*, *Guardians of the Galaxy* 17 spells his name wrong. Next page, they spell Rich Rider's name correctly. That's 100% true. Uh, in the story itself, they, I think they do a little like, uh, next issue find out what happened to Richard Rider with a Y, which is wrong. And then on the next page, the cover for the next issue I've *Shown* and it says the fate of Rich Rider spelled correctly. So, <sighs> everything in that book is just, I don't even get out get it together and finally for me before i turn it over to you tim the trooper guardians of the galaxy was the best movie i've seen since avengers marvel nailed it and chris pratt was awesome
0: agreed joe Carmagna says the this week in marvel episodes with peter sanderson about the history of marvel comics are really great thank you joe
1: yeah uh and thanks peter because those are fun oh, to do man so and
0: when are we doing the next one
1: I gotta set it up, but next time he comes in, really excited because he's actually, like, it starts his actual tenure. Yeah. So when we cover the 80s, he can give us, you know, the dirt. I was there. Yeah. Which means it'll probably be about five hours long, but that's fine. We yeah. just gotta find a day to do it. <laughs> uh, the Cookie Muncher says Hi, Ryan. Just wanted to say that I love
0: this week in Marvel, and my question is Have you seen the leaked Deadpool footage? Uh, I did. I watched it the day I got back. Um, yeah, in The Office. TV. John Cerulli and I watched it, and it was great. Yeah, it,
1: um,
0: it is. It's really cool. It's one of those things that's like, oh, Fox, I hope you're watching this. You yeah. can make a cool movie with this. Yep. That would be awesome, but we I have no idea that. if that'll ever happen. Yeah. Uh, John Dave McCusker says, May just have to see Guardians of the Galaxy tonight, because, you know, it would be rude not to. Agreed, John. Uh, he says... Aw, oh, aye, it is on hashtag Guardians of the Galaxy and an Instagram photo we can't see on paper. Yes. Ali PCE Deadmeat says, following Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm gonna kind of hung up on how long humans can survive floating in space. It's a bit cold, right? Humans? Mm, well, here's yeah. the thing. Gamora, not human. Peter Quill, as you learn in the film, is Something not... yeah. more to him. Yeah, he's, he's got some human in him, but there's a reason why he can survive more than a regular person. And, like, it's a thing that is not explicitly told, but it shouldn't have to be. Like, that's right. a thing that, you know, comes in the story. Do you know what
1: planet uh, Gamora is from? I do not. Zen Huberi. Hmm. Yeah. Spelled Hu, like... W-H-O, Barry. There okay. There go, everyone. You're welcome. <laughs> the more you know.
0: Uh, Johnny Vinyl says, I've probably listened to Come and Get Your Love about ten times today.
1: Wasn't Adri just talking about that? Yeah. Adri Cowan, social media mistress. Yep. Uh, has that in her head.
0: Yeah. I've listened to the soundtrack a lot. It's a great soundtrack. Will Blackman says... Uh, wow, Guardians of the Galaxy is amazing. This movie reminds me how I felt seeing Star Wars in theaters as a kid in the re-release no. for
1: 1997. I thought it was like the, the new second trilogy. No. I don't uh,
0: And Will says, Check out the winners from the Nerd Life Prod Cosplay Contest before Guardians of the Galaxy showing.
1: Pretty badass. Yeah. How are they supposed to be?
0: Uh, th- may- maybe Tony Stark? Oh, yeah. I was going to say X-23, but that Pepper makes more sense Yeah, it makes
1: a lot more sense yeah. Alright, Simon Sebs, as great as everyone was in Guardians of the Galaxy, Rocket and Drax stole the show for me, interesting Love for Drax is yeah. huge Now that the Cree have been established in Guardians of the Galaxy can Carol Danville please get her own movie? <laughs> <laughs> never say never Who knows, anything's possible in the Marvel Cinematic Universe We shall see Jim Radloff, my Radcast. Drax has a WrestleMania win over Shazam. I love that. Awesome. I saw that tweet. Oh, that was great, That's Jim. That's tremendous. Yes. Uh, yeah, more of that, please. Um, <laughs> HW View. last week's win was Guardians of the Galaxy. It was a good roller coaster ride. How you guys like the Guardians and Avengers Alliance so far? Um, um, I haven't gotten Groot yet. Groot's weird. Yeah. He's fun. He's uh, Groot's got this thing where... I don't know if he can be killed, mm. but if you get him down to, like, low health, he just turns into, like, a like baby Groot, little shrub, and he doesn't have – he can't do anything anymore, but he, like, uses passive buffs on his allies. Oh. So he's pretty cool. Rocket is interesting because you have the opportunity to, like, load him up before a turn so you can take, like, seven shots at something.
0: Yeah, I, I like that because he also has – like, if you counterattack, mm-hmm. he also counterattacks, right. which I think is neat. And it's is it's neat. a good little bonus. Yeah.
1: And then Gamora is just uh, kind of nondescript. I'm kind of mm. hoping the – I know that the the movie costumes are going to add some different elements, so I mm. would like to. And then I, I didn't get Drax, so I haven't played as Drax yeah, yet. Yeah, me
0: neither. Yeah. Uh, where are
1: we? It uh, was fun. Just one left. Agent Twim. Which one do you like more, nineteen ninety four Spider Man animated series or Ultimate Spider Man? Oh, talk about a Sophie's choice!
0: I would pick Ultimate Spider Man. Nice. I I have nostalgia for the nineties Spider Man yeah. series, but uh, it's it's very much just nostalgia at this point. I have tried watching it, right. and it's not, not the same. Well,
1: that's, yeah, that's the thing. This is purely like if you if you are doing pound for pound, like Ultimate Spider Man is a better series. Yeah, like it is. There is no doubt; it's better animated. It's Better voice acted, better story, everything. But if you have that nostalgia spot, you might still enjoy '94 Spider-Man. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't. And there ain't nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, it doesn't. I would say that does not hold well uh, up as well as '90s X-Men, which I still Jeez! love. Because '90s X-Men you can still watch as like a guilty pleasure thing. '94 Spider-Man can sometimes just be painful. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. Especially like the repeated shots of the web shooter. It you know, <laughs> just drives me crazy. Hey, way. man. gotta get things done on the budget all right that's it yeah we did it next week's a reading club week what are we reading annihilation conquest Conquest. yeah the the six issue mini i loaded it up earlier this week so you guys should be able to check that i gotta read star lord too i didn't get a chance to read it yes so just so i can refresh my brain yep me and uh in case you missed it last week um me and christopher daniels discussed star lord he had a lot to say Anyways, maybe we'll have him back on to talk Conquest with us. Sure, why not? We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We yeah. still, we got to get through this week. <laughs> you got to go get some sleep.
0: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys, thanks for joining us. Again, tweet using TWIMURC, and we'll get to that next week. And we'll be back with episodes all the time, because that's what we do. Yeah. This is Marvel, your universe.